Welcome to Trevecca Community Church's Sermon Podcast Series. Each week we'll be streaming our sermon from within the sanctuary just for you. Join us this All Saints Day Sunday as we celebrate baptism and conclude our current sermon series, Who is My Neighbor? Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 6, NIV. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Continue to hear this time from the message translation. I saw heaven and earth new created. Gone the first heaven, gone the first earth, gone the sea. I saw holy Jerusalem new created, descendant resplendent out of heaven, as as ready for God as a bride for her husband. I heard a voice thunder from the throne. Look, look, God has moved into the neighborhood, making his home with men and women. They're his people. He's their God. He'll wipe every tear from their eyes. Death is gone for good. Tears gone, crying gone, pain gone. All the first order of things gone. The enthroned continued. Look, I'm making everything new. Write it all down. Each word dependent, dependable, and accurate. Then he said, it's happened. I am A to Z. I'm the beginning. I am the conclusion. From water of life well, I give freely to the thirsty. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Thanks. That is an awfully hopeful word that we just heard. Awfully hopeful. In our neighborhood right now, there is a house for sale towards the end of the street. This house was listed way above what it was really worth in typical Nashville fashion. 
And so it's been sitting there vacant for weeks, which is unlike a house for sale in Nashville. And, and the whole neighborhood is getting really anxious about uh, if somebody, how long it's going to lay empty, who is going to be our new neighbor. It's been sitting there vacant and empty, and we are waiting for it to be filled with new life. People who will keep the lights on and mow the grass and, and hopefully join our kind of block party bonfires that we have, we want to know who will our new neighbor be. Because every time someone new moves onto the street, it changes the neighborhood. And we have a rather nosy neighborhood, would you agree? And people want to know, we just can't help. Every time a car pulls up in front of that house with a for sale sign in the grass, we can't help but stop what we're doing and bend the blinds and peer out the window to see the people wandering up the drive and wondering, is it going to be them? Are they going to be our new neighbors? That passage we just read reminds us that here on earth, on the streets where we live in the real world, there has been this vacant place, an emptiness that is as deep as the sea. And while it exists, the neighborhood of earth has not been quite right. Oh, sure, life goes on and people go to work. Kids go to school. Some sleep on the streets and others in houses. Life goes on. But there is a chaos that is left in this void of sin, this great emptiness that is filled only with tears and pain and death. And sometimes... Sometimes it feels as if it will always be this way. This last week on November 1st marked All Saints Day. A day when we remember the saints that have gone on to be with Jesus. And here at Trevecca Community Church in in particular, we remembered four of our members who passed away in this last year and today are safe in the hands of Jesus. We remember... Shirley Blair. And would you say with me, thanks be to God. We remember Bill Calkin. Thanks be to God. We remember Jerry Hooks. Thanks be to God. We remember Homer Adams. Thanks be to God. We remember these saints of the church and we celebrate with them entering into eternal glory. And yet this morning in our congregation, their seats are empty. And there's an emptiness and a void that we fill in their that we feel in their absence. But this morning, this passage from Revelation tells us to look. It says, "Look. Watch. Open your eyes. Look out the window. Look and see," Revelation tells us, "all of the earth, every man, woman and child, every deer, gopher and grasshopper, stop what you're doing. Stop what you're doing right now. Put down the garden hose and turn off the smartphone. Peer through your window, hold open the blinds. Look and see who your new neighbor is going to be. Oh, the whole company the whole company of heavenly hosts is preparing. The angels are packing the boxes and Bill Calkins just went to go get more packing tape. Jerry Hooks is getting ready the laundry, and Homer Adams is warming up the welcome choir in which Shirley Blair will sing soprano. 
And every inch of the heavens is in a flurry, in a flurry of movement and activity while all the earth watches in stunned silence. Look, look and see, here comes the one seated on the throne, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, who gives water to the thirsty from the rivers of life, who wipes away every tear, the one who conquered death and tamed the sea. God is moving into the neighborhood. You want to know who our new neighbor is about to be? It is the one who has no beginning and no end. The one who has no limit to love and grace and mercy. It is the one who made you and called you, who sees you and forgives you and offers to all of us new life in a new neighborhood. And you see, God isn't interested in just taking up space in our neighborhood. That's not how this works. No, God is making this neighborhood of earth brand new, new heavens and new earth where we can dwell together free in his presence. And so today we anticipate that new neighborhood that is still to come. And we are about to celebrate the sacrament of baptism where we welcome new neighbors into this heavenly neighborhood that God is building here on earth right now, even as we wait for the one to come. And so this morning, I say to those who are seeking to be baptized, to Callan and Andrew, to Alicia, Carol, to Anna, Roger, and to Jenny, I say to you today, you are being baptized into new life. You are being baptized into new life and living in a new neighborhood. Oh, your address will be the same at the end of the day. Your address will stay the same, but you will now live in this new life with Christ, in this heavenly neighborhood where God sits on the throne of your life. God will sit on the throne of your life. And so we say to you, all of our baptismal candidates today, we say, welcome to the neighborhood. We are so excited to throw a welcoming party for you. In fact, we're even going to have cake out in the cafe afterwards because this is a welcome home party. We are so excited for you. Now, I want to just tell you a word about this new neighborhood. There is no homeowners association, thanks be to God, because we don't own this home, but there are a few things that you need to know about this new neighborhood that you're entering. The neighborhood is ruled by the law of love. And so first, love the Lord your God with all your heart. And by that I mean, may your first love always be Jesus. May he always be your first Love Before anything else, may your heart be so full of love for him that there is no room for sin. May selfish desires be rooted out by love and may all ungodliness lose its grip on a heart that is completely tender to the Lord. Next, love God with all your mind. May your mind be so completely focused on Jesus 
that as you study the scriptures and you tell the story of his life, death, resurrection, ascension, and return, may your mind be transformed to be like his. Love the Lord your God with all your strength. May all of your ability be used in service of God. Your your creativity and your insight, your wisdom, your creative abilities that no one has but you on this earth because you are made in the image of God. All of your strength, all of the things that God has made you capable of doing, would you offer them in service to the Lord and trust God to use them for divine purposes? Love the Lord your God with all your soul. May the image of God imprinted on the depths of your being shine in the darkness of the world. May you feel today and every day so fully alive, so wonderfully human, like you are the person that God created you to be, living in joy of that radiant truth, and that you might follow him each and every day of your life. And finally, love your neighbor as yourself. May all your heart, mind, strength, and soul be compelled toward your neighbor, seeing God's image in them. Discover new facets of who God is in relationship and friendship with neighbor and together meeting the deep human needs that free you both to live lives of worship. And so now I'm going to lead you all in the Apostles' Creed that is for all of us to say, but particularly for these baptism candidates, this is the faith into which you are baptized. And so, congregation, would you say with me, we believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there, he shall come to judge the living and the dead. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Church of Jesus Christ, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. And now to those who are seeking to be baptized today. Do you acknowledge Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and that he saves you even now? Will you obey God's holy will and keep his commandments, walking in them all the days of your life? Well, as Pastor Tim comes to pray for the congregation, I'm going to invite the baptismal candidates to join me this way. ...to go now to prayer, to bring our needs to God and to ask for God's blessing upon the new life that is being poured out in this baptism and the new life that the Spirit is pouring out on our city and our neighborhoods through the life of Trevecca Community Church. The altars are open. If you want to come and find a place of prayer, 
If maybe today you want to come and remember your own baptismal covenant, your own baptismal vows, and you want to find a remembrance of new life, you can do that. I want to let you know that in a few moments, we are going to come and remember baptism. If you've been baptized before, and maybe it's been a long time, maybe the details are a little bit fuzzy, I have good news for you. The power of baptism is in not your ability to remember all the details. The power of baptism is in what God did through grace to make all things new. And so we have the opportunity this morning to come and to receive a little bit of water. And so in just a few moments after we've prayed and we've witnessed this new life that's taking place in the baptismal tank behind me, you have the opportunity to come and just receive a little bit of the water from the baptismal font and to remember that you are among the baptized. But let's go to prayer. Let's spend a few moments just being in the very presence of God because it's God who is really working in the baptisms that we will witness today. Our gracious and good God, we thank you that you are making all things new. We thank you that you are not the God who set things in motion and walked away, but that you are deeply involved. And we are stunned into awe and silence today that the way that you're choosing to make all things new is by becoming flesh, moving into the neighborhood, by dwelling with us, by stepping into the places of pain and anguish and sorrow and brokenness and blowing them up from the inside out with the power of your goodness. Give us that vision we ask today as you continue to make us your holy people. We come to you today, oh God, and we don't have any pride in us to say that we've never turned away from that kind of a vision. We recognize today that it's sometimes our own misstep to turn away from the vision that you have given us to how, on how to be your holy people. And so where that has taken place today, we ask that you would step in through your grace and for the sake of your son, Jesus, and you would forgive us. You would move us back into the, the pathway that leads to Christ-likeness. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, we ask, so there's no room for anything else. Unite us with you through the power of your Son, Jesus Christ, and the infilling of your Spirit, so that we might be the people who simply move according to the rhythms of your grace in the world. Father, we pray for a world that is in deep need today. We pray for your healing to be poured out, and we pray that you would make us agents. We don't want to be your holy people just to put something in front of other people. We don't want to be your holy people simply because... We want to show it off to the world. We want to be your holy people because through us, we believe you are making the world new. And so devote us to you, we ask. Make us to be your holy people. Pour out your spirit upon the waters of baptism today. In the same way that your spirit was hovering over the waters of the deep from the very beginning of creation to make something that was new according to your purposes, we ask that your spirit would descend again over these waters. That old creation would find newness in these waters today through the power of your spirit. And we ask that you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon the elements of bread and cup that we are about to receive, that you would make it be for us the body and the blood of Christ. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us, we ask, and make us to be your holy people, moving as the body of Christ in the world, as a bride that is found faithful, preparing for the great wedding feast when all things will be made new and we will look Christ face to face and be united with him forever and ever. Father, we pray for our baptismal candidates. We pray for Andrew. We pray for Alicia, for Anna, for Jenny, for Carol, for Callan, and for Roger. We ask that you would make them new. 
we ask that as they enter into the waters of baptism, that in the way that you have been working this mystery of grace and salvation from generation to generation, that they would find their place in the cloud of witnesses that testifies to the fact that it is Jesus that is making everything new. We thank you for their life and for their witness, and we ask that you would pour out your grace and mercy upon them. Prepare for them faithfulness all the days of their life. We ask that you would continue to show us your glory, even as it looks different from the glory from all the other stories that we might hear in the world. Devote us to your presence, we ask, as we pray the words that your Son taught us, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Growing up in the church as a little kid, I believed in God from the start because I was raised in a Christian environment that really influenced me. One of the things I learned about was the decision of accepting Christ into my life and thought that would be a great idea. At the age of seven years old, I made the decision to accept Christ into my heart. One of the people who helped me in this process was Pastor Steve, who always taught us the word every Sunday. Eventually, an, an opportunity came up to help out in the mount when my mom suggested that I use my puppets to help out. Pastor Steve, who was thrilled to hear about this since one of the people who helped out with the puppets had left. One of the tougher parts in my walk with God was when in the middle of the fourth grade, my father went into the hospital. My relationship with God really helped me through the situation because I was really scared with it being a pretty bad situation. Eventually, he recovered, and I thank God that he's still with me today. Soon, however, my family faced another medical situation when my mother was discovered with cancer in its early stages. Thankfully, it was discovered early and was able to be treated early on. This year, during church camp, Pastor Steve was the guest speaker, and he asked if I could help him with worship, puppet skits, and other, among other things. On the last day, he gave a speech about how he was baptized at Camp Garner Creek, and he took a rock from that creek and it is a reminder for him. I thought it would be a great idea to follow in his footsteps and experience this life-changing moment. This is a testimony of Andrew Hurley. Savior of your life. Yes. Correct. And 
I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Well, when I was young, my nanny used to take me to church every time the doors were open so that I could hear about Jesus, but I was really too young to understand. But then when I was growing up, I went the wrong way and didn't go to church as much. Now that I've come to Restoration House, I've been taught more and truly know that Jesus is real because I've chosen to do the right things and live the way he wants me to. I know he has a purpose for my life and I'm ready to give it all to him. This is the testimony of Alicia Watson. I was raised in the church by deeply loving parents. I attended Sunday school every week where I heard but did not receive the good news. I believed in God but had a faith that felt disconnected and superficial. I heard a message of salvation through works, of doing the right things in order to be a person who is worthy of God's love. I was ashamed by my own sin and I felt like I was not good enough or together enough to deserve God. I had heard of God's grace but couldn't believe that it would apply to me because I was so imperfect. I had missed out on the good part of the good news. These feelings were amplified during a season of deep pain and brokenness in my own life when I faced severe mental, mental health struggles compounded by the onset of a chronic illness. However, when I reached this rock bottom, when I felt the least worthy, God met me. I received God's love through the sacrificial love of others. My family pursued me in my isolation and remained by my side when I had nothing to give in return, showing me that I did not need to do anything to be loved. 
My friends in the community, particularly those experiencing homelessness and in the recovery community, encouraged me to find hope in the now not yet of the kingdom of God. However hopeless I felt in the moment, I was shown such overwhelming, overflowing grace and saw God working through those around me, teaching me that there are no prerequisites to be loved by him. Through a surrendered, earnest pursuit of a relationship with him, I saw my life restored by the living and active faith that others had invited me into without any prerequisites. In recent years, my faith has been further fostered by my college community, dear friends and family, a Nazarene church, and a really beautiful rescue mission. I'm still very imperfect, and I'm glad to walk with God in my brokenness and lean into this process. My faith in Jesus' life and resurrection grounds me and gives me hope for the coming kingdom of God, which makes the tension of the world bearable. I was shown the light of the Lord in my darkest times, and it is my greatest privilege to try and carry this throughout my days. My faith walk has been challenging as God works in and through me in unexpected ways, but I know that his power is made perfect in my weakness, and I am eager to continue going where he calls. I am blessed to spend my days with brothers and sisters in marginalized communities, especially those on the streets and those in prison, and I see the ways that my own weakness has brought me into solidarity with many of the people I work with. I'm just grateful to know God and to get to participate in the coming of the kingdom as I pursue his love. This is a testimony of Anna Senft. Anna Senft, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Hear the testimony of Jenny Hall. From the moment I was born, I could consider myself lucky. I was born two months premature in a time when premature babies did not have a very hopeful outlook. Lucky. My parents did their best to provide for me, even through young adulthood. They did everything they could to help me get on my feet. Lucky. I survived two car accidents that should have been catastrophic. Lucky. I made some dangerous choices with drugs and alcohol, and I not only survived, but by the grace of God, did not experience addiction. Lucky again. But despite that good luck, my life has been full of heartbreak, betrayal, and loneliness. Every interaction I've had with the church has been one in which I've felt misunderstood and used. I've wondered who exactly God is, since what I read says God is love, but what I've seen is that God couldn't really love me. I thought I was so lucky, but then when so many pieces of my life were falling apart, I started to wonder if God might have a better plan for me that didn't involve luck. A few Sundays ago, I prayed, and I told God that I'm just so tired. I wanted to have a new heart, a new life. I wanted to start over, for the old me to be washed away so that the new me can begin. All I had really ever heard about God was that God helps those who help themselves. I'd never heard about this side of God, 
that there's a plan for my life and that God cares about me. I've never really loved myself, but then recently someone told me, don't think that you're junk. God does not make junk. I want to learn. I want to love. I want to have peace. I don't want to be afraid anymore. I want to trust in God's perfect plan for me. It's really hard for me to trust in something that I cannot see. I don't want to do this halfway. I don't want to be phony. If I'm in, I'm in. And this time, I'm in. I'm ready to trust in God's plan. You'll go ahead and plug your nose. Jenny Hall, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Today I am here to rededicate my life to Christ by being baptized. I decided to give my life to Jesus as a young person. I know that God has forgiven my sins and that he always will. I was baptized spiritually but never with water. However, the recent death of my beloved daughter Terry gave me a renewed appreciation for the role that Christ plays in my life. It is my honest belief that I could not have borne the grief of losing my daughter, who was precious to me, if I did not have a strong faith in God and his son, Jesus Christ. I believe Terry is in heaven with Jesus, and I look forward to the day I will see her again. This is the testimony of Carol Jocelyn. Carol Jocelyn, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
Come on in, buddy. Before you begin, Elizabeth, okay, let me just ask you to get in here. It is a beautiful and odd mystery that we baptize our children. Someone asked me recently, um, what would you tell to your kids if someone approached them and asked them under threat of their life if they would defend their faith? And I, th- I had to stop and think about that for a second because I said, this Sunday, I'm going to baptize my son. And he's going to go into the waters of death and resurrection. And my hope is that that wouldn't even have to be a thought, that we've already begun to live so faithfully to the way of Jesus. This isn't a a thought that we have to have. It is the way of Jesus. And so it is an odd thing to consider really giving our kids over. Nine years ago, I gave you to that pastor sitting right over there. And he held you in his arms and he said, that, he, that God was going to hold on to you and that we were dedicating you to God. And so today, Callan, it is a joy to hear your testimony and to put you into the waters of baptism so that you might be, be made new by this dedication to Jesus. So step on in here. Elizabeth, go right ahead. Thank you. I began trusting in God ever since kindergarten. Jesus has always answered my prayers. I believe that he died for me and he gave me new life. I want to be baptized because I want to follow Jesus. I have always loved that he died so we can have life. This is the testimony of Callan Gaines. Callan Gaines, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God. My name is Roger Thomas Cowan. I am a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord has done many miracles in my life. Ever since I was a kid, God has been with me. He saw me through a lot of rough times. He blessed me when I had a home and when I didn't have a home. He always provided miracles, and when I would pray for forgiveness, I truly knew I was forgiven. He's been very patient and compassionate with me. His fruit is coming to my life and my soul and his love satisfies the hunger and thirst in my heart. 
when I was truly lost because of the enemy, he picked me up and gave me a holy calling for his purpose. I love God more than anything. He keeps his promises and never lies to me and is slow to anger. He created me and I'm thankful for his love. His words in scripture are my favorite of all words ever spoken. He's my all-sufficient, almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing God. Without him, I would be dead, and my soul would never have known paradise. I owe everything to God. He is my reason for hope and my reason for living. He is my Lord and my God, and I love him. Roger Thomas Cowan. It is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us on campus next week, we have discipleship classes beginning at 9 a.m., followed by service at 10.30. That service will be streamed to Facebook Live. We hope to see you there.